Hey guys, a full disclaimer for this episode. We didn't realize our mics were not working until 30 minutes into the episode. So the first 30 minutes sound a little far away and echoey, but we did not want to record it, record it, re-record it because it sounded so good. So enjoy. Enjoy. What's up, bridesmaids? Hello. Welcome to another episode of Always the Bridesmaid podcast. This is our second episode we are recording in 2022. So we are off to a good start. Um, if you guys haven't tuned in yet to our last week's episode, it was pretty, it was pretty silly. Um, but in was, the words of my mother, quote, it was not my favorite, end quote. Yeah, Marianne, what is up with that? It must be retrograde. That's- <laughs> She said there was a lot of inside jokes and I was like, yeah, I know. Cause we, it's funny, yeah. but the inside jokes are funny. And I hope that you guys think they are too, because we do. And we like to share our inside jokes so that you guys could then share those inside jokes with your, friends. yeah, you guys can learn the lingo. That's how we're building a community here. So <laughs> We didn't get to number one in the podcast hit list for nothing. Yes. It's going to, it's going to take some time to climb up there. (laughs) Um, So we have a great episode this week. I feel like kind of teeing off of what we had, we talked a lot at the end of last week and last episode about kind of, you know, goals that we're kind of setting for ourselves, which kind of turned into um, what we wanted to talk about for this podcast, New Year's resolutions and just goals for the year and why we kind of think that it's better to set them a month into January as opposed to like in the beginning of the year before you know how crazy, you know, that first month will be. Yeah. One of our very good friends from our church group, she encouraged this idea of not setting your goals, New Year's resolutions, whatever, until like the end of January, early February, because typically you have a crazy New Year's or you're traveling and things are busy and then it takes you a second to get into the swing of things. So she suggests using those first few weeks to brainstorm a little bit and then implement things, especially because you don't want to feel rushed and then like right away not be succeeding with your goals. Yeah. And she also does, she explained, she also does this with work. Like she manages people and all this stuff. So she has them like they have their planning meeting and everything in the beginning of February. And I thought that that's so smart because, you know, in a lot of jobs, especially in mine, like you're, you're scrounging to close out the new year. Like obviously I'm in sales, but any business is just trying to close whatever they need to do before they head out for the new year or for the holidays. And it's just like such a busy time. A lot of people are taking off. Um, and you don't really think, oh my gosh, now I have to think about the next year and like what that's going to be. And so a lot of time people just like, it's fluff, you know, like if you, if you create something before it's even started, you're just kind of like, all right, I guess I'll lay this down. And then a month into working, you're like, oh no, like my year is going to look completely different. Mm -hmm. These are my targets. These are what I'm setting for. So it kind of goes with both, you know, your personal goals and your professional goals. So maybe pitch that idea to your managers. <laughs> I know I am. Girl, I, I heard this uh, thing on this podcast. <laughs> on this podcast, and you know, it was really smart. They're all you're fine. Is that the bisexual podcast? Yeah, guys, don't take her fucking advice. Don't do that. <laughs> but maybe do it because it is because we are encouraging it and we're excited. So for starters, Mally. I know that, you know, the audience, they, they might've just heard you talk about your new years, 
but how was your weekend and how's just your year kind of going? Um, I feel like my year is going good. Well, this last weekend was nice. Um, I, I forgot what we did. We do anything Friday. I don't even know what we did. Friday we were with Noah. Oh my gosh. Friday we had a sleepover with Noah, who is um, Jade's little brother. He is a Down syndrome and he's just the sweetest loving soul in the world. And he's 21 years old. Um, But he loves to, I feel like quarterly, we have these little sleepovers where he comes over and we make pizza and we sing and we dance and we watch movies. And it's just like, the best time. So Marissa came over too, and we had the most fun with him. Um, And I would like to add that, and I shared this with Mal and Jade um, the next day when he was gone. I said, I wish everybody in this world could have a heart like Noah for good reasons and bad reasons. Like the good reason is, is that he's so open, but, and this isn't a bad reason, but I could see how it could offend people. If you, our audience took this advice, But he told Jade numerous times, Jade, I think you're the problem. (laughs) Like if we were just out here living life like Noah, there'd be no drama. You'd just be saying it how it is. Say it how it is. I know. And he kept trying trying to kick Mallory off the couch, but he would just kick her and move the pillows. Like that's the energy we need. We just need to go after what we want. And say what we need to say. Say what we need. Um, He's so honest to the point where like he will, you know, he talked to his mom on the phone and like told on himself. Yeah, <laughs> he's so Like sweet. mom, I had a piece of pizza today and I wasn't supposed to, or I had soda. And he's just so honest. And I, it's so special to share time with him and, we laugh and we just have so much fun. And he is a performer as, I love as all of us are, but it was just, it was just such a great night. So that was Friday. And obviously we got like great rest and woke up on Saturday, um, started to do some chores and, you know, had the idea to have, well, we were, I was supposed to, we were supposed to do brunch with Chris's brother and his, um, and his girlfriend, but that had fallen through. So he had come over um, I wanted to have a lazy day. He showed up like looking all dressed up and I'm like, okay, I guess we're not being lazy today, which was honestly good. Cause I feel like it's been a while since we've had kind of like a date day. Um, couldn't figure out like where to go, but a few times, like he and I had, um, talked about the bar in Long Beach. It's called Jojo's. I don't know if you've ever been there. I've never been there. It's like this little hole in the wall. And I've been there several times, like throughout the years. And it's so fun, especially when um, my friend's boyfriend had lived in um, Long Beach. And it's a dive bar. It's cash only. They only have beer, but they have really good beer on draft. And there's like peanuts on the floor. And the food that they sell, they basically, and it's it's called the Joe Special. And it's like this hot dog sandwich. And I know that sounds like so weird, but it's on rye bread, but it's so good. And I remember my dad had taken me there when I was little and I was like, what is this place? And he's like, you have to eat this sandwich. And then, the, and they have pickled eggs. So we were just like being so random. And obviously like Chris had loved that place too. And he's like, why don't we go to JoJo's? Like we were sitting there trying to think of like, where should we go? Like a fancy restaurant or whatever. And he's like, why don't we just fucking go to JoJo's? And I was like, okay, that sounds like such a good idea. So we went there, had some beers, had some pickled eggs in the Joe's, the Joe special. Um, and then on the way home, we stopped at like, um, golden road and had a beer there. Cause all the football games were going on uh-huh. and, like the Rams or not the Rams 49ers and all that people were going crazy. Um, and then we ate, finished the night at dinner at his friend's restaurant. So 
it was a nice day um and then woke up on sunday and had a, like a very productive day uh cleaned my closet we changed three different tv mounted and changed three different tvs chris like reorganized my um or took apart and cleaned my Dyson fan, which it was <laughs> fucking filthy and disgusting. I was almost embarrassed when he opened it up. I'm like, what the fuck? I never cleaned it, which if you haven't done it, there's YouTube videos and you can figure it out. Um, but yeah, it was a nice, you know, Sunday reset and started cleaning all my closet, my closet, which has just been, we have put off for, I've put off forever. It's disgusting. So I'm also selling a jewelry armoire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you guys are into decorations from 2013. If you guys are into your old grandma's decorations, I have this. It's a Titanic. It's a Titanic piece. It really is. Actually, from Pier One Imports, and they're not even in business anymore. So <laughs> it's vintage. <laughs> so yeah, that was my weekend. But how was your weekend? What about you, Mar? Some my, inspiring things I feel happened. Yes, weekend. my weekend was good. Friday again, we hung out with Noah and Jade, and I just love it will be a sad day when we move out of our houses because we've shared this with you guys before we are literally like a hundred feet away from each other so we're basically over at each other's houses all day somebody's here or somebody's there and it's just like I take for granted being able to like walk there and walk home at like nine o'clock and be in bed and you're just like two of my best friends live anyways it's just it's like a it's a huge blessing and I'm so grateful for this stage of life um so that was so fun. Saturday, guys, I'll be honest. I do believe it uh, around noon on Saturday, I was still in the same fucking clothes that I was in on Friday. Like I was like, oh shit, like am I am I the drama? Like am I what is going on? And so anyway, so that was not productive, but Jade came over and we played so many games and we had so much fun and we just like watched TV and our friend Tori came over at night and it was just like a nice, pleasant day of like games and movies. And Sunday I woke up and my intention was, you know, to do the same if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> um, and Ramon was like, no, we are going to breakfast. So we went to Wilma's on Babo and it was so much fun. But through that, we started talking. And if you guys, I'm sure you guys know Ram or see him on our Instagrams, but uh, he is very, like motivating he himself he's beat cancer he is the first college graduate of his family i believe so right mm -hmm. um he is just amazing how his like how he's transformed his like fitness health personal health all the things and he we don't know where he gets the energy to be honest mm -hmm. and he i was talking to him about it and he was like you really need to set up like some consistent goals um he is like adamant about like fitness health being related to mental health, which, which of course I agree with. And so anyways, ended up being a very great day until um, I went home and I start, like I was like motivated from our conversation. I'm like so stoked. I start cleaning, I'm doing all the things. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I get inspired that I need new artwork and I need like new things for my house because I just, go, oh, that's why Friday was a great day. Oh, yeah, it was a furniture, furniture delivery. So I'd been, I had ordered a few things and it finally came. So anyways, I get to home goods. I'm with Shep. I don't even know if this is good to say on this podcast. It It is what it is, but, and so I get there with Shep and I'm with someone else because 
someone else was driving me and I'm in the passenger seat and I have Shep and I get to home goods and we go inside and within five minutes, I feel like I'm having a fucking anxiety attack. I'm like shaking. Everything's kind of tunnel vision and home goods is is like super crowded. It's overstimulating. Side note, I actually hate home goods. Like I'm so over all of that stuff. Like I can't even tell you enough, but it's all broken. It's all broken and it's all fucking what what's that? Right. What's the oh Ray Dunn. Ray Dunn. Dunn. I'm done with Ray Dunn. So anywho, all of a sudden, I'm like, holy shit. I totally forgot. Sorry, mom and dad, that like an hour and a half before I took an edible. (laughs) Who the fuck do I think I am taking a casual edible at Sunday on a Tuesday? Now, as somebody who understands weed and has certainly dabbled in her fair share, um, having that I did have a medical marijuana card while I was sick. So actually, it's legal. Well, it's legal now and it was legal then. But I don't need to be doing that, right? Like that is a little much. And so I would describe that as kind of a low point of having to exit home goods after fighting the fucking jamboree traffic for 30 minutes to get from, to get three miles to test in or wherever it is, five miles to then having to return and make the person drive me, have to drive me back and not even get to enjoy themselves at the fucking Ray Dunn store. So anywho, that entire experience just made me realize that I need to create some consistent habits. I need to get out of the funk and I need to start focusing, focusing on things that matter. So we have a great episode today. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great episode. So, and I, last week I had said like one of my goals this year, if anything is to just be more consistent, consistent in my habit, consistent in my good habits, like um, consistent in my bad habits. Consistent in my bad <laughs> habits too. If they don't overpower my good ones, you know, you can have a little. It's the best of both worlds. Uh, it's a balance, but but also, you know, so that we can like creating consistent habits, so that spending time on my the weekends as well, doing things that like serve me and that are better purpose and not setting me back. Anyways. So what you, you tell them, Marissa, because this was your, uh, like you, Marissa came up with, well, first, and this is what's crazy about Marissa's mind. Like, it's like, this all happened in one day, right? Like the story she just told you sounded like two days, but it all happened in one day. Actually, so all of this happened in from, about three hours. Yeah, so she literally goes from being like anxiety, having anxiety, being in home goods to like snapping, getting home, snapping out of it writing out a full-blown doctrine of like how (laughs) she has this idea and how she's going to start implementing it every single day. And then she texts the group chat within seconds, everybody's on board making (laughs) making all their own plans. Um, So if I could say she is a genius and an influencer. And a scholar, if that, you know, Mm -hmm. I did um, make gate in in elementary school. (laughs) Um, So essentially Mally had the really great idea. Well, before I get into the daily 10, Mally had the great idea that we need to have an episode on like setting our goals and reflecting and making some expectations for the year ahead. And so I will give you credit also because you inspired me to get the ball rolling and to get going. So anywho, in my low point at home goods, I realized that I need to have some consistent steps. And I realized that with that, nothing is ever going to happen if I can't even do like the most minuscule things. So for example, Um, I'll wake up. I know I need to work out that day, but if I don't have my personal trainer, there is no shot in hell that I'm going to the gym. I just won't. I just, you could 
you, everyone could text me. Everyone could bug me. My trainers can bug me. I mean, I have two trainers and I still won't go. Like, I just can't physically get myself to do it. And the, another reason why is because usually I'm up super late watching shows and then not waking up at it like early time or I'm skipping breakfast before a workout so that I'm sick and I don't want to do anything the rest of the day. The list goes on and on. When you don't have a job and you're kind of just like hanging out, it's like no one's putting pressure on you. you if I had holding a, you or holding you accountable. Anything. Yeah. If I had a significant other and they saw me every day, they'd be like, girl, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Even my mother, like two weeks ago, she's like, you're kind of flailing. I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, and so very fortunate that I don't have to work right now and that I have my resources, but very aware that this lifestyle is not forever and that things need to change. Mm -hmm. So anyways, once I, my high came down a little bit, but not too low because that's when my creative juices flow the most. Um, I contacted several of my friends and by that, I mean all 18 members in my group chat and I, then no one replied. So then I took it to FaceTime and I FaceTimed <laughs> we <were> all cleaning. <laughs> so, so I FaceTimed people and I said, I just kind of crowdsourced it. And you know, I did go to TikTok as well. And I crowdsourced things that people tell me they do that guarantees them a good day. So that could be like, I have to get ready and put makeup on no matter what. Even if I'm going to the gym, I like want to get ready. This, this is, I'm just giving examples. I didn't say that. Um, Mally, do you have some ideas that um, what people mine, said? Mine is, um, well, mine is also getting ready, but one of mine were to, um, like close my move rings Yes. on my, I, it doesn't matter. Like I'm not huge. I'm like, I have to work out for 30 minutes or I have to do this. Like I just, if I close my move rings and I did some type of physical activity for like at least 30 minutes, like that, that will keep me sane. Um, granted I could push myself to do more every day and that's the point, but you know, at least that at the bare minimum, like makes me feel better. Um, and also with this, I made it clear when I did my sourcing that I didn't want anything that wasn't obtainable. So I didn't want somebody to say you need, I, my goal is to burn 1500 calories a day because I just know I'm not going to be able to mm -hmm. do that. Or I didn't want somebody to say that I want to get up at 5 a.m. I just know I'm not going to be able to do that. So I took everything else, went on TikTok, got ideas, and I essentially narrowed it down to the daily 10. Now, with my resourceful high that I was going through, um, I contacted my event colleague, Jade. Jade came over and she helped me design a video of the daily 10, which is now located on TikTok and has all of 200 views. Ooh, getting up there. Everybody go watch it. Okay, so... And Jade, poor Jade, she had to do the voiceover because I just couldn't, I couldn't stomach it. Okay, so 100 days of daily 10. This is mine. You can do your own. Mally structured hers a little differently. Obviously, you can make it your own. But I think between the two, they're a good starting point of like creating consistent habits just little by little. So it's 100 days of doing these things of the daily 10. So the first one is read a devotional to make your bed three, work out or a 30 minute walk, four, hit 10,000 steps a day, five, podcast, audible or read for 30 minutes, six, drink at least a gallon of water a day, seven, tidy up any space in your house. It could even be like your kitchen counter, just any space. 
um, eight, get ready for the day. That does not need to be full glam. It just needs to be in my case, at least like changing out of my like very lounge clothes, even if it's just like workout clothes. Because when I tell you guys that sometimes I just literally change into lounge clothes and it's just a slob kebab, no bones day. And then next, um, make at least one meal at home. When you live my lifestyle, it's just so easy to just DoorDash because you live alone. I like all my friends are down to DoorDash. It's just easy to do. And I've realized that like, oh my gosh, it's like so bad. A, super expensive. B, super fattening. And then lastly, do my skincare every night because sometimes actually I am really good at skincare. But again, lately, because I'll be up super late, I'm like too tired to do it. Like it's ridiculous, but it's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are all good ones. Okay, Mally, what are your daily 10? Um, so my daily 10, I realized, so I have a flexible work schedule where I'm in the office three days a week. Um, so three days of the week, I'm waking up at like 6 a.m., sometimes like 5.30 to like get ready, get to work by like 7.30. Let's be real. It's on the 6, 6 a.m. side. But then on the days that I work from home, I'm like snoozing and I'm not even, I'm literally getting up 10 minutes before my 8 a.m. meeting. And so it's just not consistent. So I have a plan to wake up at 6 a.m. every single day, regardless mm -hmm. if I'm working from home or if I'm at work, like 6 a.m. is is what time I'm waking up every day. Um, so that the days that I work from home, I'm given an extra hour to do other things that I find too hard to do later in the week when I'm too busy, like the gym or making my bed or doing a devotional before work, all those types of things. Um, second is to do a devotional every single day. So, so far so good with that. Um, three is make my bed and clean my space. I just put those as one because it, it comes hand in hand. I feel like if my bed is not made, then my space is, is never clean. There's clothes on the I floor, get that. everything. Yeah. And making your bed starts that whole process. Totally. Um, five is, or sorry, four is to do my skin routine every night. I've gotten really bad at doing it, but I also want to start doing it in the morning. Because um, I'll do a good clean at night and do all that stuff, but I don't do anything in the morning. Um, and then at least one meal at home as well. Um, it's number six is clean, close my rings, like all my rings on my Apple Watch. Um, close my rings, 30 minutes of exercise or at least 10K steps. I try to hit 10K steps regardless every day. It's just really hard. But as long as I know I've done the other two, then I'll, I'll feel okay. Um, number seven is read or listen to 30 minutes of the self-improvement, whether it's like a podcast or a book that I'm reading. Um, eight is get ready for the day every single day. Um, nine is a gallon of water. And then 10 is journal slash make goals plans for the day ahead. Love that. Um, especially with my job, like planning for the day ahead makes me going into that day feeling so much better. So. Um, let me ask you this when it's planning for the day ahead tell me was that like writing out what the work schedule looks like is that writing out your schedule knowing what you're gonna wear what is that yeah so like? planning for the day ahead like how i started two days ago um is basically like three like for work at least i want to i want to know like three companies i'm going to prospect the next day and make sure that i'm like calling people at that company Love it. um and then and then just making and like making sure I know like what is in my schedule for the day so that I don't like overbook myself with like person like personal things too. So it's it's made me look at my calendar every single day because Marissa can attest to this. Like I'll have things set in my calendar and I'll still forget like in my in my phone on my calendar. It's because I'm not looking at it and I'm not like living by a calendar. I live by my Outlook calendar at work 
but that's all during working hours. So it's like getting me in the, in the habit of like looking at my calendar and seeing like what's ahead, what was past um, of those things that are scheduled. So more so with like scheduling and, and that types of things. Um, I feel like, you know, making a plan to set like goals, um, like maybe like three things I'm like thankful for mm-hmm. the next day for, for the day ahead and kind of just like going into that day with a positive mindset. going into the day with like good vibes where you're set up for success. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and now you guys might be wondering what makes the daily 10 different than all the other fads out there. So the idea with the daily 10 is if you screw up a day and you don't drink all your water, or maybe you don't eat all three meals, it's okay. It's still, you tried your best. It still counts because the daily 10 also is about like loving yourself and knowing that not every day you're going to hit all of those. Now the daily 10 also exists because you could see if, okay, well, if I went three days, now I need to recognize that I need improvement and I need to reset. So it's a hundred days of yes, consistency. Yes. Hitting these goals, but yes, self-compassion of like not getting hard on yourself of like, Oh, if I'm not, you know, if I did this, Oh my gosh. Cause I feel like so many out there, like you miss one and you have to start over mm-hmm. or yeah, like you can't drink alcohol. Like what are we Mormon? No, I'm just kidding. That's we're not Mormon, but like, we're like, we want to drink alcohol still. And we want to like, obviously within moderation, that's the least of our problems. I think But I feel like I want to still be able to have a life and do all of the things. I don't want to like have to stay home and like, or go out to a bar and like not get to enjoy a nice glass of wine. Like, I feel like as long as you're being, of course, if there's a problem, recognize that all those things, I don't feel I have a problem. And I feel like I can be mindful about it. Um, I've really, rarely drink during the week. Anyways, it's those Saturdays that I think get me, but, um, they get us all, all. but I really wanted this whole thing to exist where it's like, you don't start over. It's just, if you notice a pattern, you recognize it. And if you can't do these like daily 10 things of like truly challenging yourself, then revisit because they're all, they are all very obtainable. That is the purpose of the list. And so if there's a reason that like you can't make your bed and the space is messy, then you can like stop and look. And it sounds silly, but you, when you made the list, you knew you decided for yourself that those were the 10 things. And so I'm very excited about it. This was the end of day two. I'm happy to say that I'm basically completed it all with the exception of I have not hit my water goal, but I have self-love and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just double your water tomorrow. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, No, I love, I love how you said that. And I love the idea around this and that's what makes it, that's what makes it so great. It's, it's not like a crazy new year's resolution where it's so far out of reach and, you know, starting these extreme diets or doing what have you. It's something that like, that we forget to do when we're busy and it's kind of just like slowing down and getting back to the basics of like, if I do these little things for myself each day, I'm going to over time, continue to feel better, be more productive, you know, live a happier life. Um, so you are on to something. Stay tuned for her book. It comes out in <laughs> fall 2022. It's going to be a picture book. It's, it's a coloring book. It's called the daily 10. <laughs> Okay. So now that you guys know what the daily 10 is, I truly hope that you too can be inspired and, you know, get after it, create your daily 10. And if you do, please tag us. I would love, love, love just to see what you guys get out of this. 
And what you guys come up with yourself because it's, you know, it's individualized. It's individualized. Exactly. Exactly. And self-love. That's, that's the motto. Live yourself. In addition to all, both of us sharing our daily 10, we also wanted to share some of our larger resolutions, goals for the year. You guys may recall that we shared our resolutions last year. Do you remember some of yours? I remember some of mine. Um, I remember, I remember some of mine. I, I, I do think, I mean, at least for the podcast, remember I said that we, I wanted to do a live show (laughs) (laughs) and then, (laughs) and I mean, I guess this is kind of live, but, um, and then, yeah, I know it's just been a crazy year with recording. Um, I think I said, um, that I obviously weight loss was one of them and I did the, had like a great year of that. Um, yeah, I think I'm officially down like 22, 22 pounds today. Um, and there was some ups and downs. So it's not like it was a consistent year at all. Um, that kind of kickstarted obviously in the begin- in the end of the year. But um, I said I wanted to read more books. I didn't do that. I think I listened to two, maybe. Um, what other ones? I don't know. What were some of yours? So mine were was to lose 30 pounds. And I am down 12 pounds right now. And so I have 18 to go for that. And then my other, uh, of course, I would like to lose more, but that's, I'm trying to, you know, as someone who, who likes her cream of mushroom, (laughs) not sure where that's going to, how that's going to necessarily pan out. Um, no pun intended, I suppose, with my new recipe. I know. Um, well, didn't you just have (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love cream and mushroom. Um. So other goals I had is I wanted to start dating and putting myself out there, which I didn't for some of the year, but I did for some of the other years. So that's good. Um, other things I wanted to do was, uh, also read audibles, do all of that, like try to read more. I didn't necessarily read more, but I did listen to a few audible books and I got into podcasts and, um, also making the podcast a priority, which I think that we basically did minus the, unforeseen things that came our way. But when we were able to, it was definitely a priority. So I'm sure I'm missing others that I didn't obviously hit. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think mine, I I had obviously had dating in there too. Like, but as you guys know, the beginning of the year and my dating, um, didn't go too well. So I, I put like a dead halt to it. I didn't date at all after that until obviously September when I started like dating Chris, but so, you know, I guess that's one of the things I maybe accomplished above maybe not failing on all the others. Yeah. And I think another thing you wanted to do was like focus on yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think ultimately you did do that. True. Yeah, I did. I did. I do wish that I, again, and we'll go into like our goals this year too. Like I do wish that I continued to um, like find a good therapist and all that Mm. when all the shit happened with mine. That's like one thing I really wish that I stuck to last year, but, um, okay. Well, going into our goals for this year. Okay. Well, I'll start, I'll start small. So my smallest should be most obtainable goal is to print photos. I am a freak and I have photos of everything. Literally. I have scrapbooks upon scrapbooks upon scrapbooks, photo albums. I have it all, but after let's see, like 
2018, 2019. Yeah. Like the last four years, basically I haven't printed any photos and I just want to have those like tangible photos. I grew up, my mom has so many photo albums of us Mm -hmm. and they're all in chronological order. And I just think like, how lucky would my niece and nephews be to one day have (laughs) all of the Polaroids for my life? All of me at growing up at Beachville. I mean, who wouldn't? I know. I'd be like, look, my Auntie Mar was so cool. (laughs) God damn it. Give me my albums. (laughs) Don't. That one has a lock on it for a reason, Elliot. Go, go tell your Uncle Decker to put that back on the, on the cover. Decker, I have your album. Dying right now. Okay. Go tell Grandpa Decker because you guys will be married. Go. Okay. Okay. So essentially, I just want to print photos. And I have found myself in a predicament where I haven't done that. And now photos are so expensive. So I know it's going to be expensive, but truly nothing gives me more joy when I look back at memes and I just want to live that It's life. true. Memories are so good. And I'm terrible at printing photos and I always look forward to your printed photos. Yeah, I if know. You, if you don't- she takes my printed photos and my photos from Italy. <laughs> People ask who that is, and I say, oh, that's me. I used to have blonde hair. I went to Italy by myself. No, that one painting I have for you. Oh, I still have that in my room. I like Um, that one. Yeah, so I just want to print the photos, and I just want to, you know, live, laugh, love. Okay, your turn. Do not print a live, laugh, love. Okay, if we're starting small, um, I feel like starting small would be, I want to revamp my room. Love. Like not like a full blown redo, but I want to like get different racks now that I've like cleaned my closet. I've been like looking at my space more and things that I want to do. So I I want to like decorate. I have this big white wall that I want to decorate, either do like some type of like shelving with frames or maybe do like a picture wall mm-hmm. because I too don't don't print pictures very often. Um, and then just like organize my room and space to make me like love it a little more. Um, so I say, yeah, that's probably the smaller ones. Um, then I'm really not good like with decorate. Like I'm good at decorating, but I'm like not good at like when I tell you I have to inquire with like five, like five people, five people, meaning Marissa, my mom and my sisters, like if something looks good or if I should do something like I need like the input because I haven't. And then I'm like, okay, so you guys say that I should get a shelf. So then what shelf should this I get? This is hysterical <laughs> to me that she says this because I think her decorating skills are par or par on par one or have pair one. However you say they're pure one. No, That's not what they're one, on par, whatever this saying goes, I think your decorating skills are fantastic guys. I'll be honest. I can Mallory revamp it. When Mallory and I met 10 years ago, my decorating skills were bed in the bag. And my, my, you guys, my bed was on stilts and the stilts would always fall. So, like, I forget. Why were they on the stilts? Oh, you want to know why they were on the stilts? Because she had bins and bins and bins of printed photos underneath her bed. And you want to go back to that? No, it's because my bed was a, like, this isn't going to sound right. And it's not going to make sense to you guys, but my bed was on wheels. Like, you know, so it was a roll away. <laughs> she took it from the MGM the last time she was from, in the, from the ranch of Cucamonga junkyard under the railroad tracks. 
Um, no, my bed was a bed on wheels and it had stilts to make it higher so I could fit things under the bed. Well, unfortunately, the bed would always fall off the stilts and it would only be like three sides up. Oh. And so Mallory would come in. <laughs> you know, I'd devolve. I hear like, dun, dun, and I'd come in and one of, one of the stilts fell and she'd be on her bed like, like almost surfing it because it was like not even. Oh my god! Um, yeah, so I I've come a long way. I've come bed. a long way into my decorating skills, but I definitely look to. I mean, Mal's mom and like Mal's mom, all of my twenties decorated my spaces literally up until I moved out on my own. And the Gonzalez King, Williams taste <laughs> Scott Stark's taste is really above all. Um. I feel like I'm only good at it because I inquire with everybody, but it's really hard for me to see a space. Like I would have never, like this new furniture you got in your apartment. Like I would have never been like, Oh, I want to get something there or what type of hutch or whatever. And again, like this kind of inspired me too. like, I could do more with my space. Cause I would have thought like, there's no way you could fit any more furniture in your apartment and, or in your condo. And then you do. And I'm like, okay, if she, then I can do more with my room. And that's kind of like what inspired yeah. me to figure shit out and get more organized. And that's another thing that I think is amazing to think about is like figuring out spaces in your house. Like, I feel like we can become so content with our spaces, but like to get inspired with where you're with, with where you're living, whether it's your bedroom or your kitchen or your bathroom or whatever it is, like you want it to be this like luxurious space where you feel good. Mm -hmm. So invest in it. Exactly. Um, so speaking of, I guess, shopping, decorating, one of mine is to shop less and like shop my closet. I have so many clothes. I just like, sounds so dumb. I just like love having a new outfit for an occasion, but it's just, I've realized like I've just wasted so much money on like shoes and clothes and bags and like for stuff that either I'll wear or it's like very seasonal, like color specific that I wouldn't be able to wear another time. And I just like, just want to be better about that. Okay. Well, that is good. <laughs> I, I agree. You shop, you shop a lot and you have the most beautiful clothes. And, but I, it's, I, I do feel like you have stuff that you could really pull from. It just, it is, I get it though. It's exciting to get like new clothes for an event and stuff, but then it's like, you don't ever wear it again and it's in your closet and then it's wasteful. It's wasteful. Yeah. At the end of the day, I didn't want to be too hard on you, but yeah, it's wasteful. Self-compassion. Self okay. So what's one of you, what's another one of yours? Um, my, okay. Another one of mine is to find a therapist. Obviously I said that that was my, um, <laughs> last year, like I, I stopped seeing mine and, um, it would be nice to just like get back into seeing a therapist, having someone to, you know, to talk to, um, instead of myself or the voices in my head. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you guys know of a good therapist that isn't going to ghost me when I need her the most, let me know. Inquire. DM me. I hate to break you when you're down, but one of my goals last year was to find a therapist and I found one. You did. Yeah. A very good one. And you guys know we cannot recommend therapy enough. And yes. Mally, you will find that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, I do, they do say too, like, Find a therapist when you're, you know, like Level, when you feel yeah. like when you're leveled and you feel like you don't need it, you know, um, and uh, we we all need it. Everyone can benefit from it. And yeah, that's just on my goals because <laughs> I don't want to crash and burn and then need a therapist, not have anywhere to turn. Um, okay. Damn, girl. <laughs> Damn, girl. We just got deep. 
What was in that? <laughs> um, okay. So I think another one of mine is to create some sort of budget. I don't even know what it means to like not get an iced coffee. Like I just want to have it all. I want to do it all. And I want it all to be delivered. Like I have no mindfulness of it. And it's gotten to the point where I'm like, you know, you don't need to spend $25 on a salad. Like it's just mm -hmm. stupid. Like it, it's, it's like, um, it's literally borderline, like embarrassingly dumb of like how much I can spend. And I just want to be more mindful of that. My mother thinks I spend thousands of dollars on vacations. I will never give up having bougie vacations. I just mm -hmm. can't. I just think that if you're going on vacation, I want to do it well, but on all other areas of life, I do need to be better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we could all benefit from not going out as much or eating out as much. Although I feel like we've are, have been a lot better. We have, um, we don't need as many brunches or night or, you know, days of, of that much spending. Um, okay. Another one of mine is to lose 50 pounds. Okay. But you're already done 22 pounds. So 50 more. I want, um, I want to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. I'm almost like give or take and maybe a little less than 50, but I want to, by the end of 2022, be down 75 pounds. Damn. So that is a huge goal. So I'm just looking at, I'm not, I'm yeah. So 50 more pounds to go. Cause I'm at 25 almost but I'll be at 30 soon. So it doesn't seem too hard. Oh, you could to totally to do it. I mean, I've um, seen you do it. Yeah. Yeah. So with that said, I also want to find a personal trainer um, because as much as I love the 12 in those classes, I just feel like, again, the accountability, I need someone a little bit more accountable to make sure I get like, you know, two to three really good workouts in a week, even if it's two, because I, I, I'll still do my, you know, group training and mm -hmm. the 12 and all that stuff. But I just, I feel like I need someone now that I'm at this like next level of, um, you know, having a more routine with like, a, a, a with like, um, like losing weight and like forming better eating habits that I've done in the last few months. Um, I want someone who's just more working on like my body and like my form and what that looks like to help critique and like make it better. And I know that you've seen like such good results from that. Um, so that's, that's a goal of mine too, too. Um, so Tiffany Watts, if you're out there, <laughs> no, we already have a meeting scheduled, but, um, yeah. What else? What is, what's your next one? Um, or what were you going to say? Well, no, I wasn't really going to say anything. Oh, okay. Um, but no, I, I like that. And I agree with you. I think that you can totally do it. I think that you've already like, you've already been able to like how you've lost your like first 20 pounds. You weren't even like a hundred percent bought in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. you were still, we were still like going out a lot and, you know, having fun. So yeah. Imagine if it was like, even like, 20% more. Like, you know what I mean? Totally. Just, I, I totally think you can do it. And, and that's what I, I feel like. That's really what we learned this last year too. Like in, in the beginning of last year, we said we had these like, you know, weight loss goals, but it didn't really like click until mid year that like you can, you can diet and you can still go out. Like it's all truly about balance mm -hmm. and how you are regimented during the week. And I love that we were able to see that ourselves that like, 
yeah, we can lose weight. It may not be as fast. It may not be like five pounds a week, but that's not attainable either. So I would rather, you know, maintain, not just rip everything about my lifestyle away from me because it's just going to pack on the weight again once I start to relive my lifestyle. Yeah. So, so true. Um, another one of mine is I want to, um, this is a little deep, I guess, now that I'm reading my notes, but I want to let go of situations or things or people that no longer bring me like good energy. And I saw my therapist recently and I've been like practicing on this and it's, I'll share it with the class right now. And basically it's, if, Somebody tell, like, if you're having this thought, it's actually like kind of a fucked up theory, but like, I actually love it. So if you're having a thought and you're thinking in my head, they're thinking that I, um, let's say they're thinking that I shop too much that let's just say that she said, (laughs) if you're thinking they say that, assume they said it and then let go and take it in and say like, wow that sucks that they said that or wow, they're wrong or wow, that's sad that they think it and then let it go. Mm. You guys, it sounds so easy, but it allows you to stop wondering like, are they thinking that or is this happening or is this in my head? And just assume, yeah, that's probably what's happening and let go. So how do you do the let go part? Full disclosure, we did have to take a small break. Yeah. And by small break, that means just a few days to, you know, regroup our thoughts and reach out to some professionals, some professionals. We, we found ourselves in a big a bit of a pickle where, um, you know, sometimes you do things and you can't concentrate. Yeah. And I, and I get it. We were talking about like our goals and stuff for this year, but I think it's really important when Marissa brought up this whole situation of like moving past things. Cause obviously a goal of hers for this year and also for mine is to just like, you know, sit in certain feelings and work through, you know, old traumas or letting go of friendships that don't serve you much that we're always do, but not even letting go of, of friendships that don't serve you, but coming to a place of peace with, with those, um, relationships that you've maybe have lost or, or let go. And so we want to touch on this and get it right. Yeah. I think that when you, um, when you decide to no longer be friends with somebody, um, or they decide not to long to no longer be friends with you or whatever that looks like, you may be over that situation, but those feelings that you harbor will affect things to come. And one thing that we were talking about last night, um, and that I had what it was talking about in that previous few minutes ago of that episode was that if you don't work through those feelings, then those feelings of, um, lacking self-compassion or, you know, feeling like you're not good enough and all of these things are not often your voice. It's these other voices that you still haven't let go. And the reason you haven't let go is because you haven't let go of that situation. And so what I was getting to before we took your, you know, our three day break Mm -hmm. was that, um, one way to like, let go of a situation, let go of, 
of either a person, a thing, maybe something happened at work, whatever that looks like, is to write down seven interpretations of that situation. And so I'll use a job as an example only because that's what my therapist used. So if I said I'm going to, you know, I'm upset because I got fired from my job. There's seven interpretations. One, what did I get fired because I wasn't good enough? Two, did I get fired because I wasn't showing up? Three, did I get fired because they had to do layoffs, right? Like they, those were necessary things. Four, did I got, did I get fired because it was a mutual thing that we couldn't reach a salary agreement? You know, there's seven interpretations and then you choose the one that makes the most sense to you or that could be the most true or the most accurate. And that is what you focus on. And that is what you let go of. Yeah. That's what you choose to accept and then work through and let go, which is such a good, I like how you give the job scenario. Cause oftentimes like we don't know, you know, if, if it, like you don't always know why a job ends or you don't, mm -hmm. you don't always know like what your manager really thought about you. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can make up all these different interpretations in your head, which then will make you start to feel bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if one of the interpretations is like my boss didn't like me or I never, you know, rose to the occasion enough for my boss or what have you, then you can start to have like self doubt about like, wait, am I not, was I not good enough for this mm -hmm. job? Could I not, perf you know, and start to those like negative thoughts. And mm -hmm. then that's what kind of keeps you stuck there mm -hmm. and not able to move on. And the idea is, is that of course you focus on the best one that you feel represents the situation in your opinion, but you take accountability for those other things. So maybe in that case, the, the, the one that you're like, you know what? I truly believe like he did not like me and that's what it was. Then you have to sit in the uncomfortableness like, oh, he didn't like me for this job and that sucks, but it has nothing to do with my performance or my ego or whatever. It was a weird situation that we did not get along. But as you're listing it, you may have listed, oh, was it because I, you know, was leaving early? Then you have to take accountability for those things right. and know that those are possibilities. So now let's use it in the context of a friendship. If somebody and myself are no longer friends, I would, and I'm trying to let go of those harboring feelings, I would write seven things of how I interpreted the friendship. So one would be distrust, right? Another thing could be anger issues, um, upon parties. Another thing could be, um, it could be gossiping, gossiping, or, yeah. you know, All not being things. able to trust that person, them talking bad about you, you talking bad about them. There's seven reasons, interpretations of why you feel like that friendship didn't work out. Then you take again, the one that is my therapist suggests using like best case scenarios. So maybe that the one was, ultimately lives went in different paths. That's a good example. So I have to sit in the uncomfortableness that like, wow, our lives look different. And sometimes that can sting. And it could, if, if somebody is living in another state and they're doing these things and you're not living in another state and you're feeling like, oh, okay. I kind of, you know, like we drifted apart. You might start thinking, oh my gosh, it's because I didn't reach out and I didn't, I wasn't a good friend and all these things. Mm -hmm. No, the reason was, is that you drifted apart and that is what you focus on. And you don't let all of those. And then anytime that you're getting those negative thoughts, you say to yourself, that's not me talking. The reason that we went our separate ways because we grew apart. Mm -hmm. And but again, with that, you're supposed to reflect and say, okay, but I'm still going to take accountabilities that these are possibilities. Um, but I'm not going to let that be the, all of those things be the thing I look out on. Right. 
So I thought that was great to share with everybody. Um, and hopefully you all take that into consideration and have this year be a year of, you know, letting go of stuff you're harboring and feelings of resentment or anger. And I think that that will really help, you know, implement those types of things to make everybody happier. Everybody happier. We just want to be happy people. Um, okay. Do we want to go through our goals a little more? I yes. don't even know where we left off because this was a few days ago, but um, <laughs> um, I know. Okay. So um, I know we talked about the daily 10 and those 10 things, but I do want to focus on consistency. Mal actually used that word and I loved it because that's what I feel like I lack the most. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if we already shared that. We did. We did share the consistency um, with the Daily 10 of like their little habits. And we were in a conversation yesterday about with um, some of our friends from our life group. And we were, you know, talking around these things and like this, like the list of things to become consistent, like some those things can come so naturally to some people. And I think that you know, with time and developing habits or when, when life is, when life has kind of throw you, thrown you off of a routine, like you need to list them out in that way so that you can get back on track and create those habits mm -hmm. again and that consistency. Um, I think it goes for work too. Like, but anyways, so yeah, I mean, obviously you already talked about the daily 10. I know we were just going through like our goals for this year. Um, I, in the, these last few days, I thought of a goal that I had um, that well, it's going to take work too, and it's going to take like reflection, and it's really going to take me being a little bit more like brave with my feelings. But I realized that this year I need to start um, like voicing, voicing when I need help or when I need assistance or when I need accountability. Um, or when I'm struggling, like I feel so often in my life, like I, you know, although like I'm an emotional person and I'm like so open with my friends and stuff, like when I'm truly struggling is something that I typically like keep deep down, like, and I'm realizing maybe that's the Taurus in me. If you guys listen to our, um, our astrology podcast from last week, um, my moon sign is a Taurus. And so i relate to that where like they do kind of like internalize things. I think of like my, my sister Madison and I'm like, I, I realize that like as much as I do love to talk about my feelings and relate with my friends, like certain issues, I do kind of like, like bury them down a little bit, um, and do like distract them. So I want to be more like cognizant of when I am struggling and like, vocalize it a little bit more, whether it's like with my friends or my family or even like coworkers, if mm -hmm. I'm struggling at like work, um, instead of just like, Oh no, everything's okay. In my head, I'm thinking like, it'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But then, you know, oftentimes it kind of comes to like a boil where I feel like I've lost control. Um, so that's one thing I really want to work on this year, um, and make it a habit of, you know, do you feel like, open. um, like, obviously, I feel like that ties in with vulnerability. When you need accountability, you have to be, like, honest. And it, it takes a ton of courage and braveness and, um, again, vulnerability to do that. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's because when it comes to things that 
you don't necessarily need to improve on, but you, so you're sharing things about yourself or your life, but you don't need to necessarily, I'm just saying this because it's kind of like what I said last night, right. but when it comes to something that you need to improve on, it's almost like you want them to tread lightly because you're like, well, I need you to be, you know, friendly about it. And like in a nice way, right. But also you have to admit out loud that these things are struggling with like, what do you feel like? What makes it hard? Um, I, well, I, I think it's, it's, it has two folds to it. I think that I don't want to feel like, like a, it's not a matter of like looking weak or like a failure. Like I, I do. And it, cause I don't like, I'm happy. Like I, at the end of it, when we have conversations and get deeper and become vulnerable, like I feel so much better after mm-hmm. it. Um, I feel like for a while it was like, I don't want to burden people like other Mm -hmm. people have bigger problems than me or like whatever it may be, but, or it's just more so like an internal, like stubbornness that like, I'll figure it out if I'm like hard enough Mm -hmm. on myself. But then that kind of turns into like self, like I'm being mean to myself, Mm -hmm. like not letting go of these things. They're not being vulnerable and talking about Mm -hmm. these things. Like I'm just being mean to myself because then I'm like, you know, internally saying like, God, you idiot. Like you didn't, Mm -hmm. you still didn't Mm -hmm. do it. And you didn't talk about it and you kept it in for months. And then you still didn't like, now you have a resolution, but what if you would have done that in the beginning Mm. and then you wouldn't be here type of thing. Uh Um, and it's like little things, but I just, I I think back of like last year when I was like going through that thing with the breakup with like Alex, like I just kind of didn't deal with the feeling. And I guess that's what we're talking about in general, like Mm -hmm. sitting and, in the feelings of like, whether it's sadness or stress or mm-hmm. whatever it be, like sitting in those feelings and feeling them through and like talking them through with someone mm-hmm. um, and asking for help when you need it. Yeah. I think is just like at, at the core of it. But um, yeah, cause I wouldn't say it's necessarily pride. I mean, I don't know, maybe th- that could be a part of it too, but um, especially the repeatable things like, you know, like if, I don't want to any, at any point, like seem like I'm failing at work, you know, uh, but at the same time, like if I'm struggling, I need to tell somebody, you know, for that's just like, like an example, like in I my past, that. if I was like not doing well at work, I would just try to figure it out mm. and not seek to find other help and resources of people that maybe could help me through that rough patch. And at least like vocalize if like, mm-hmm. whether it, whether I'm unhappy at a job or I'm struggling in the specific job, um, just vocalize that more and like communicate, I think yeah. is like super important in all types of like friendships, relationships, workplace too. Um, so yeah, just being like more aware of when yeah. I'm like getting in those situations. And yeah, I love that you said that because I think that, um, we, so for, I'm sure you, most of our listeners know this, but Thursday nights we meet, um, with a group that is our life group. They, we joined our church and, um, they had something called a rooted program, which is a 10 week course that you take. And we met a group of people that became like our family. And now we've been in a life, in a life group for like over a year and a half. And it's so great. Well, last night we had a smaller group because people couldn't make it. And it ended up being like five girls. And we just had such a wonderful combination conversation about the importance of being vulnerable and opening up. And I feel like a good example of this for me is like when I was in the hospital, like I told all of three people, like I didn't even put it on Instagram. I wanted it to be like, I don't know. It was like, say, 
worked so hard to be strong that I didn't want to be vulnerable. I didn't Mm -hmm. even want my parents in town because I just wanted, I'm like, it's fine. I'm fine. You know, and Mally and Jade took care of the uh, chef and all that. And it was fine. But looking back, even when we were having the conversations last night, I'm like, I couldn't, can't believe I didn't reach out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's like the vulnerability. And then that conversation turned into other conversations about, you know, negative self-talk and, and all of those things. And it's like, you know, our friend Rachel, who just speaks so much wisdom, brought up such a good point. And she's like, why don't you share these things so we can affirm you that it's not the truth, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and you're just like, yeah, if only it was that easy, you know? Right. But right. it definitely <clears throat> just makes you think that you, so much of what you say is not, or what you think about yourself or your situation is not at all what you think. Mm-hmm. It's what maybe you heard one time and you've like, categorized it as that. And that's the only thing you can think of when you think of something and working through that, I think is just so important. So important. I love how you said that too, because our minds can literally play tricks, tricks on us, especially when we've been hurt in our past, you know? So it's like you just, you constantly start to think the worst of something if that's Uh what you're telling yourself or that's what you're assuming, or if that's what you're worried about. Um, Rachel also talked to us about like the Brene Brown, like uh-huh. she's coming out with a new book that we pre-ordered last night because we were <laughs> so excited about it. Um, and it goes into like naming all these, like a diff- like a hundred different types of emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, because often when we speak about how we're feeling, like we're using the wrong, what is it like an a- adjective? We're using the wrong word for our emotions. Um, and like identifying what actual emotions like mean so that we, you can better speak to like what it really is. Like if you're angry, what was she saying? It was like, if you're angry at somebody, you could, there's different ways that you could describe angry, obviously, but like one could be hurt. Mm -hmm. So I'm not so mad at them. I'm so hurt by them or I'm not so mad at them. I'm envious of the situation. So that she was, she used it in the context of work, meaning if somebody gets to always leave early and you're like mad that that person, like I'm mad, like they, they never do their job. Are you mad or are you envious that they get to leave early? Mm -hmm. Or are you envious that you have to work more? And if you turn it like that, you can understand that emotion more. Yeah. Exactly. Except I will be honest and Mally, maybe you can, I, when she was saying the envious comment, I wasn't quite understanding that because if somebody was leaving early, it wouldn't, I would be like, not envious. I'd be irritated. Oh, I guess maybe I would be envious that I have to leave early, but like knowing that, or they get to leave early, but knowing that, what does that mean? So it's, it's like, you're not, so you're not angry at that person. And it's not saying that you, that's not, it's not saying exactly. It's like, ask yourself, am I angry at this person? Because did this person like intentionally hurt me, which would be like what would cause anger or hurt Uh or whatever that the emotion would be. Or if I look deeper, like, am I just envious because that person is prioritizing their life differently and I'm choosing not to. You know, like if I'm, if I'm staying at work until eight o'clock, that's my own decision. I can't get mad at someone else for prioritizing their life differently than mine. Got it. Right. Um, it'd be different if you're picking up their slack because they're leaving early Mm -hmm. and all those things, like obviously that turns in, that can turn into resentment. Right. But you know, in certain circumstances, it's like, take a moment when you say what the emotion is to think back. It's like, okay, wait, 
is this the exact emotion? Like, am I really angry at this person or am I hurt or am I just irritated with myself that I'm not prioritizing my life in a different mm -hmm. way? Um, it could go the same of like, yeah, in, in friendships too. If that person has like maybe hurt you in, in the past, am I just like resentful of they did this action to me, which made me upset, but do I care? Like, am I angry or am I resentful? Because like, why don't they care as much as I do about this particular situation? And that is one thing that she said. And if I word it wrong, please correct me. She was saying that in the context of somebody like, oh, I'm mad that they don't like me, then, then like find the emotion with it. So maybe it's, I'm hurt that they don't like me me and then ask yourself, well, even if they liked me, would it matter? Would it matter? Would I even, if, if they did like me, would I even want to be friends with them? Mm -hmm. If they did like me, would I be friends with somebody that lies? If I did like them, would I blank? And sorry, the dog. Oh, oh there's. And then if you start thinking to yourself, okay, well, I'm hurt that they don't like me, but if they did like me, would it matter? And then when you realize, oh wait, no, it wouldn't. Because if they if they wanted to, I wouldn't. Yeah. So then you could truly let go. I'm not kidding when I'm sorry if all of this language sounds so vanilla to you, but to me, I'm like mind boggled. Like I don't, I guess my head doesn't think like that. I am definitely a Leo. So I'm a, again, the astrology episode, a very prideful person and you want to be well-liked. And when somebody criticizes you or your character, it's not a good feeling. Um, but understanding that. And then if you're hurt and in that, maybe you're the one that messed up, then you can again, take action or, or try to identify a new emotion to help fix that emotion. Um, such as if you're hurt, then reach out, connect, and then maybe there's peace out of it. I don't know. Oh shoot. Um, yeah, that that's a good one. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna like touch on that as well. It's like, if this person is talking bad about me, I, we keep using that as an example, obviously, but they could be, you know, something else that I can't really think about right now. But like, I don't even, I chose, I chose just as much to not be involved in this person's life as they've decided to, you know, I have, I have friendships that I've ended and it, it was on my terms. I didn't want to be, and I still grapple with like, you know, oh, I wonder if they're talking about me or I wonder if they're saying things or I wonder if they like see my Instagram now and they have formed this opinion. And then it's like, I have to step back and be like, why do I even care? Like, mm -hmm. I don't want this person in my life. I know who I am. Like the people that I'm friends with know who I am. I chose to not be in this friendship for a reason. Why do I care? Uh huh. And if I, you know, and, and then you just kind of have to remind yourself of like, even if this person were to come back and say all these things, would I still want this person in my life? Mm -hmm. Probably not. So let it go. As Elsa would say, let it go. In the spirit of this podcast, it's the most obvious when it comes to relationships. We're using work and gossip or things like that as examples because that's what Brene Brown goes into. But obviously it just as well relates to a breakup and you thinking like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not good enough and all of these things. So what emotion are you pairing with that? And 
if you pair it to that, you're not necessarily pairing it to that person, which allows you to let that person go and it lets you focus on that emotion and however you can work through that. Maybe that's meditation. Maybe that's talking to somebody. Maybe that's like mental health and going on walks, whatever that looks like. Um, I don't know. I just think it's like so brilliant. And I think that it was just already the start of of the fact that we even said that as our goals. And then that happened last night yeah. so spontaneously because it wasn't, we weren't intended to even have that discussion. We were supposed to talk about something else and it's just crazy. So we've had some light bulb, light bulb, light moments, bulb moments this week, everybody. Yes. So, um, well, yeah. Um, I don't know that I have any more goals. Um, <laughs> that's about it. Just a whole another year of self, <laughs> self work, self reflection and self indulgence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm very excited for this year. I think that, um, I feel like so fulfilled and so lucky and so blessed. And I feel like since I'm not working right now and I'll likely have a job by the end of the year, I feel like big changes coming. And I know some people don't like change. I don't know. It's never been like terrifying to me. I always think it's exciting. Maybe that's why I never want to settle down. That's what my mother says. Cause I get bored easily, but, um, I'm just excited for the year ahead and for, I don't know, to look back. It's funny when looking back on the episode that was from 2021 that we recorded in the beginning of the year last year, like everything we said, it's like, you know, I'm proud of those girls. Yeah. I feel like they, you know, like didn't know what the hell they were doing. And, um, there were like big moments and there were sad moments and there were happy moments and there were growth spurts and all of these things physically and mentally for me. Um, but I feel like it was just, um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. What is one lesson? What is the greatest lesson you think you learned last year? that you could, that you'll take with you in 2020, and implement it? Um, I think the greatest lesson I learned is to just, I mean, this kind of goes on par with what we were just talking about, but to like, let go of what people think, because I think I struggle a lot with knowing internally that I'm so happy and I'm like, incredibly happy in my own company and incredibly, um, content. And I worry, like, I'm like, oh, they're probably looking at me like, oh, I can't believe she's single or I can't believe she doesn't have kids yet. Or I can't believe that she did this, or I can't believe that she hangs out with who, you know, like all those things. And I feel like the biggest lesson I learned towards the end throughout the year, but really the end of the year was just to like, not care what people think. And like, even when we came out with this podcast, there were really amazing opinions. And then there were negative opinions. And I let that affect me for a few months. And I let that make me question the type of friend I am or how I communicate. And then I started being like, you know what, what about like the hell? Yeah. You started a podcast. Like, do you guys know how hard it is to record and let like anybody could listen to this? Like, yeah. you know, and like the time that goes into like talking about it and all of that. And like that, that's a cool thing. And like, I wish I didn't even give it like time or energy. And I think that when you care about what people think you, it makes you not love your life and it not makes you not cherish everything. And I think for them, for, you know, there were so many great days, but I do think there were a few days where I felt like I let, you know, 
the negative self-talk get to me and feel like, oh, I should be in a different stage. And then that makes me not enjoy myself when it's like, I live within six miles of the beach, all of my best friends. I have healthy parents, you know, like I have nieces and nephews, all these things. Like, why do I even care? Mm -hmm. And I think that, yeah, I think that I was, I was feeling that way all year, but I think really towards the end of the year, I like truly realized because looking, and I think it's the podcast. Cause when I re-listen to old episodes and I hear things we talk about and I kind of know what we're alluding to, I'm like, I just don't even know why we give it energy, mm-hmm. you know? Anyways, what right. about you? Um, I would say one of the biggest lessons I learned last year, um, that I'll bring into this year that I've have already brought into this year. Um, I would say like trust, trust your gut about a lot of things Mm -hmm. in life. Um, and like ask, ask the hard questions. Mm -hmm. Um, cause when you don't, you just end up getting like, you know, hurt in the end or, um, disappointed in the end. So like ask those uncomfortable questions sometimes and like speak your truth and be yourself. Um, and like, don't worry about, don't worry about asking questions that may hurt someone's feelings if it's going to like answer them for yourself, like, Mm -hmm. or make, make things more clear for you and what you want moving forward. And with your intentions, um, I think a lot of last year, I, you know, didn't ask a lot of the questions that probably like were on my mind in fear of like, rejection or in fear of my thoughts or my gut being correct Mm -hmm. and not wanting it to be. Um, so I feel like I'm going into this year, like, you know, I I mean, this goes very heavily with my relationship, right? Like last relationships, I wouldn't ask certain questions that I feel like would cause something, or maybe I knew the answer to was just hoping they would go away or Mm -hmm. whatever that may be. Um, you know, I've gone into this like new relationship with like an outlook of like, I'm, I'm myself and I don't care about asking questions that may be like too deep or off color or mm-hmm. like, or, you know, whatever it may be, because those are questions like I need to know in order to have a deeper relationship mm-hmm. or trust that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and like being open to talking about like past your past and like what you truly want. Mm-hmm like, and making that like known and stated, Mm -hmm. um, instead of letting that person figure it out, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's one thing I learned last year that like, like stand your ground, follow your gut and like, trust your, trust your gut and like Mm -hmm. ask those questions. Um, so yeah, I love that. And I think we can both agree that this year well, I'll speak for myself. I think that being more open to ask for help if you need it or being more vulnerable in situations um, is even if they're small things is great practice mm-hmm. what about you same yeah same exactly um I always get so much when you this is why on my list of things like a priority is to go to therapy um just to learn so much more mm-hmm. about yourself and the world and people mm-hmm. and like the the most powerful thing we have in the world is our brain is our mind, Mm -hmm. right? Our mind is the most powerful thing. And we need to like learn and absorb and understand like ourselves in the world around us so much more. Mm -hmm. And I think therapy just adds it. I mean, we can listen to all the self health 
books and podcasts and stuff, which are always amazing. Like we should always be learning. We should always be learning about everything and enriching our minds. Um, and that's, you know, that that's a goal too. Like I'm craving to like learn more about myself, about other people mm-hmm. of how to like be a better leader in that way. There's just like so many things that intrigue me going into this year that I want to find out. Um, and yeah, well, there you have it. There you have it, y'all. It's going to be a great year. Super excited. Um, so excited. And, you know, you guys all need to send us your daily tens <laughs> or your goals or what that looks like. We would love to see it. Um, but this year is going to be a great year. And we are going to take you along with us We're three gonna- times a month at least. And hopefully we don't. <laughs> We actually, so this episode ended up occurring very quickly to our other episode recording wise. And so we don't have a dating horror story, but per my mom's suggestion, we want to, um, ask our audience, ask you guys for dating horror stories. You can also text us or email us or DM us or whatever, but we would just love to hear your dating horror stories and maybe we can, you can even call in, um, yeah, we'll see. dating horror stories. Just any type of funny stories as well. <laughs> Marriage horror stories, throw those at us. Like, and guys too. Like, I want to hear guys' terrible dating stories. I know we did get feedback. Marissa was telling me today from our sweet Paul Violet, who we've grown up with, that we do need to, you know, market some of the men out there as well. And although this isn't about you men, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But, um, you know, maybe we'll have some male content coming out here and some male perspectives because, you know, we like to shit on them a lot in this podcast, but <laughs> doesn't but mean- it would be cool to, to hear your guys' side. I yeah. agree. Yeah. But good luck. Great year ahead. You guys keep us updated. You could follow us on always a bridesmaid podcast and DM us there. Give us all of your ideas. All right. Until See next, next time. time.